It's all about Southampton. The So So Show with Zoe Hansen and Simon Clark. Hello and welcome to another edition of The So So Show with Visit Southampton. Light up your social life. If it's happening in the SO postcode, you will hear about it here. It's a weekly look at life in the city hosted by her, Zoe Hansen. And him, Simon Clark. This week, why trying to do it yourself isn't always best when it comes to your tax return. Somebody who did their own put their figures in the wrong boxes, hadn't declared their own tax and paid, and we turned what was a 14 grand bill into a genuine 1200 rebate. And we go competitive socialising with an axe. The very first group we had actually was a birthday party for a group of eight adults, and they all came with long hair and beards, and they looked just like Vikings. It was fantastic. We couldn't have asked for a better first group for a session of axe throwing. Now, I cannot be the only person who, on Wednesday, was wishing they hadn't washed their car at the weekend. Why? What happened because on Wednesday? Because overnight, Tuesday into Wednesday, yeah. we had a massive dump of sand from the Sahara. <laughs> Did you not I notice? That. So I got in the car Wednesday morning and the windscreen was a little bit damp, so I turned on the wipers and there was this massive trail of kind of orange dust down the side of the windscreen. I thought, oh, I know what's going on. Yeah. Always happens around this time of year. Yeah. There's um, high pressure, brings all the warm air up from Spain and the Canaries yeah. and places like that, and it brings a load of sand with it. And then it settles on the cars. And then in the case of Wednesday, about four hours later, it chucks it down with rain and we end up with streaky cars. <laughs> yeah, it is. Do you remember, though, it was probably a couple of years ago and there was that weird light where it was really sort of red and orange and it was like the twilight zone. Now, you probably didn't notice this because I know you've been inside all day on Wednesday, but actually we had that sky Oh, really? On Wednesday morning as well. And it's because the sky was full of sand. And it's partly because they haven't quite worked out whether it's the worst example of this happening. Okay. But Spain had it really bad a couple of days ago where okay. they had so much sand in the air and the cars kind of had a, almost like a layer on them. Look, weather, I always think either go for it or don't, right? There's no <laughs> point to hailstones. Drizzle. What There's is the no point? There's no point to drizzle. There is no point in it just snowing a little tiny bit, right? Either do it or don't. So when the Sahara sands come over, either create a beach on my driveway <laughs> or just don't bother. The only people who were rubbing their hands with delight will be Pink Mead Car Wash because they know <laughs> the next few days when the sun comes out and we get the blue skies, there'll, there'll be a queue. Be- there was another queue this week, right? And I went and joined it. So there's a place called the Whimsical Kitchen. They've been doing and making some amazing desserts and cakes and stuff online for a long time now. They've just opened about five weeks ago, opened a, a, a beautiful pink shop with balloons and flowers and all sorts of lovely things just on the city side of Cobden Bridge. And I knew that it was going to be popular because they only open on a Thursday and a Friday and their opening hours are 10 till 2 or <laughs> when we sell out. That's what you want. Now, even thinking about selling out, you're like, okay, right. So I get down there at 10 o'clock. I joined the queue of about 20 people. And I'm like... I have never queued up for a cake or some sort of marshmallow chocolate thing, like, in forever. But I did. I queued up for about 25 minutes and I went indoors and I swear, I was like, okay, can I just have one of everything, please? (laughs) But that's such a great way to run your business. Why be open for eight hours of the day when you can just have a three-hour window and when it's gone, it's gone? Right. Everyone is going to be there at the beginning. They've very much gone with the nightclub 
thinking, right, if there's a queue outside, everybody knows it's good, everybody wants it, right? Exactly. You drive past it, you'll go, wow, every time I drive past this place, there's a queue, therefore you're <laughs> going to want to try it yourself. And they make these amazing, like, you know, like an Easter egg size. So it's a half an Easter egg, but it's got cream eggy egg in it. And I'm like, okay, can I have one of them? No, they're already sold out. I'm like... I was here when you opened. No way. That's amazing. But they are absolute treats. Wow. So which one of these amazing cakes did you save for me? Um, well, I had to share them with Litlan. Oh, okay. And what we were doing was very much like a bake-off thing. Okay. So we cut them all in half and then sort of gave them marks. And You didn't think uh, to cut them three ways? To, no, I really didn't. I oh. really didn't. There's a choc- it's like a chocolate hot cross bun, but it's just made out of chocolate. And inside it is marshmallow and Biscoff cream. Oh, oh wow. my gosh. <laughs> Southampton's podcast, The So So Show. So we've spoken before on the podcast about competitive socialising and how popular it is. And there is now a new place with a new type of competitive socialising that you might want to try. In fact, we understand that some people have done this on their first date <laughs> dave at go ape southampton is here to tell us all about their new way to engage in competitive socializing so this weekend we've just opened up our new axe throwing range which is a fantastic new activity for for couples for groups for stags hens all sorts of work days out and stuff like that so it's axe throwing i've just had a go at it it looks easy it is not easy, is it? You did fantastically. <laughs> it's a, an hour-long session. We teach you how to throw the axe, give you a little chance to practice, give you a bit of coaching on your technique. Um, then we round off the, the session with a bit of a competitive element. If you're competitive, and there's this thing, right? Competitive socialising at the moment. People going to escape rooms and stuff like that. Is that why you've brought it in? Because that's what people want to do, right? Absolutely, yeah. Our treetop challenge course, which has been here for many years, is great fun, but it's a, it's a communal activity. There's no competitive element to it. So we're looking for something that uh, is for, for the groups that want a bit of a competitive element to, the, to their evening out. And it's a good spectator sport as well, right? Absolutely, yeah. You can bring the whole family down to, to watch and laugh and jeer. Take photos. <laughs> like everybody did for me. No, you didn't. You didn't. You're very supportive. Is there any chance that you might be able to put pictures up on the targets so that people can hit them a little bit easier? Yeah, that's something we've, we've considered. Obviously, we'd have to make sure we're not being a, uh, anyone too upset about the thing. <laughs> um, and, and your first weekend then, who did you have down? Did you have couples you know on a valentine's getaway or did you have like stag do's it was mostly couples um one chap just walked by um was just walking his dog in the park and thought oh that looks cool how was the dog at it <laughs> the dog was uh, with his wife on the side and <laughs> didn't take part <laughs> humans only activity unfortunately but our favorite group of the weekend was the, the very first group we had actually was a birthday party for a group of eight adults uh, and they all came with long hair and beards and they looked just like vikings it was fantastic we couldn't have asked for a better first group for a, a session of axe <laughs> and it's good it's really really good fun how often do you throw an axe in the day so we do a little bit of a, a warm-up session in the morning make sure that the boards are all safe and the axes are, are good to use and stuff so we have a bit of a, a warm-up in the day as running it we're sort of mostly just watching and coaching and go ape now it's a huge great course around itchin valley isn't it yes yeah, so we've got two courses here we've got our treetop adventure which is a, a one-hour course for for the whole family just have to be one meter tall and then we've got our big course, the 
tree top challenge which is two to three hours but that's for sort of teenagers and adults i always see them coming down the zip line at the end that's their like last bit isn't it yeah it's a great grand finale we've got here at itchin valley you've got the uh, 150 meter zip wire across the field you go straight over the kids play park and you give everyone a little wave as you as you finish and have a round of applause so if anybody wants to get involved in axe throwing there's something i th- never thought i'd say um what do they have to do minimum age at the moment is uh, 16 uh, we run a session every hour and a half here we're currently only open at the weekends but uh, through the easter holidays and onwards we'll be open throughout the week we're also looking at doing some nighttime sessions on friday nights for those couples wanting a, a different date night but you can go online our website goape.co.uk uh, and book online there so who would ever have thought of axe throwing on a first date maybe <laughs> after 10 years of marriage but on a first date that's got to be one of the most unique things you could try it's one step before one of those smash shops isn't it? You know, when you go down and you're just really, really angry and you just smash the place up and you're allowed to. Or playing hockey. <laughs> it's all about Southampton. The So So Show. So I have been doing something and I'm not entirely sure it's the right thing. So I'm going to ask your opinion on this now. Okay. I've got two teenagers. Yeah. I know where they are at all times. Okay. If I want to know where they are at all times, right? Yeah. I don't track them. I don't look at where they are. I never actually open the app up to go, I wonder if he has gone to such and such. And such. Right. I only use the app on my phone for one thing, and that is tactical stalking. Okay. Literally so I can work out whether it's time to put dinner on or not. <laughs> Do you know what? I was going a different way with this, and this is where we differ. I was thinking... If you track where they are, are they coming past a takeaway on their way home? <laughs> so it's a similar outcome, really. Yes, yes. <laughs> both both uses marry into what time we're going to eat. No, that's absolutely bob on. I think that's exactly it. My mum has, uh, you know, got the same thing on my dad's phone. And when my dad goes out cycling and he'll do sort of 60 70 miles in a day she knows when to put the kettle on because she knows when he's going to come around the corner and it's not as bad as those apps that some families use where it tags you in at different locations okay i've got a friend who has a husband two daughters and they're all on this app and she knows when the girls are out yeah it tags them into different places and different locations, which yeah. I suppose in the worst case scenario... If you know that they've got, they've got to school or they've got to college or whatever. And, you know, and if in the worst case scenario, you can retrace their mm-hmm. steps because you know where they've been. Mm-hmm. I'm not that panicky. I just want to know that if she's left college and she's at the stables, that that means that I can put dinner on now and give her a 10 minute warning because it is only a short journey back home. Yeah, perfect. This is just organised. This isn't stalking. This is tactical stalking. Of course it is. Of course it is. And I am telling you now, when my daughter is 16, (laughs) I will be following her. Not just on the phone, I will be following her and looking at who she's talking to, (laughs) where she's going and what she's doing. How's your training coming on? Uh, My training. So... Finally, okay, Chris Reese has bumped into me. He's the guy that runs all of the Southampton Marathon and the the cycling sportif and all of that stuff. And he's always trying to get me to do one of these events. So I have said now that I will do the Southampton 10K. So I'm all signed up to do it. Then is when the work starts. <laughs> I've got to do some training. So... uh I went out the other day and I thought I need something. I need a goal 
because otherwise the loop becomes smaller as I start running because I think, oh no. I've got it. What you need to do is only train on Thursdays and Fridays and end up with your 10k loop finishing outside Whimsical Kitchen at 10 (laughs) o'clock. 10 o'clock? Oh my gosh. And that is a, that's a fair old way from here, right? You need to start early. (laughs) So I bought a, a vest, to a running vest to to wear for the Southampton 10k I need to put my name on it I know everybody thinks why have you got your name on it well it's because when you are struggling and somebody calls your name it gives you just a little lift absolutely every time I do it and I'm very much going to wear it training as well (laughs) (laughs) so I made myself run all the way to Caroline's t-shirts on Portswood Road (laughs) and that was about two and a half miles and I dropped it off and then I thought, got to get back now, and not I? <laughs> I was hoping that the people at Caroline's T-shirts might say, do you want a lift? <laughs> and they don't have any scooters nearby? No, oh, no, no, no. Well, I didn't have, didn't have my phone on me oh, or anything, course. you see. You mean you didn't have music while you were running? No, I can't. I can't run with music. Really? I cannot run with music. Why not? Because I just feel the rhythm too much, man. <laughs> so every... Every song that's played, I will go at the speed of the beat. So what we just need to do is build you a playlist with a consistent tempo running through it. And no, but I can't fine. think about that. I've never been able to run with music in my ears. But if we can work out how many steps per minute you do when you run, we can find <laughs> a, a track with beats per minute and I can build you something. So if you're 120 beats per minute, we can just put together however many you know tracks you need that are of a similar tempo. No, I can't do it. I still can't okay. do it. Well, the offer's there, you know. If you Thank wanna, you. If you want to, we can find you some stuff. Thank you. That's very we, kind. We may need staying alive for the chest compressors at the end of it, obviously. <laughs> Come on, I've made it to nearly 80 years old now and I'm still <laughs> running without music, so I'm all right with it. So, yes, I ran all the way there. I ran all the way back and I was like, I've done five miles. 10K is only six miles. So, that's all right. I'm, I'm sort of qualified now. So Whimsical Kitchen is still a go. Yeah. The So So Show. We are heading towards the end of the financial year. And that means for many people, tax returns and self-assessment. Now, many people think accountancy is dull, but Genio Jezza from Genio Accountancy Wollstone is out to prove otherwise. And away from work, he is just as normal as the rest of us. Satan's season ticket holder. My son supports them, so we go with him. Actually, talking about the football, have you ever been asked for any sort of accountancy advice at the football? Not at the football, no. Some odd places, I guess. Normally the pub, that's a good one. Is that because you spend too much time in the pub or because those questions get asked in the pub? Some would say, maybe. (laughs) Or the golf course, I guess, as well. No, I think people just feel relaxed. If they've got a question and they know that they can trust me down the pub rather than their mate who gives them bad advice, they can ask me a question and I'll try and answer it. So, strangest place you've ever been asked for accountancy advice or tax advice or whatever? Uh, this is genuine. This is actually at David Lloyd in the swimming pool. Coming up for air. Um, no, I just bombed in, actually, I think it was. And, uh, yeah, just I met a client in there and he just asked me a question. It's quite surreal. Both of us standing in our swimming costumes. Uh, talking tax. Yeah, it's very odd. So, you're in Wollstone. How does that go? Do you get people just coming in and... and- sort of talking about accountancy. How does it work with accountancy anyway? And we have a shop front office in Wollstone. Uh, I live in Wollstone, so, I can, uh, so I've been there 15 years, 16 years. Uh, and being a shop front, people can see who we are, see exactly how we do things, things like that. Wollstone has changed so much. 
Yeah, I mean, when we first moved to Southampton, it was we moved, we bought a house in Wollstone, uh, and so we've been there. It's actually twenty years, actually. I think, look, thinking back, uh, and we stayed there knowing that the new development was coming along, Centenary Quay. Uh, it's taken a long time. Let's yeah. be honest. It's it's not. It's taking a lot lot longer. But it's got great businesses there. Metrics is there. Got a new bar opened up. Got uh, a new bakery actually opened up as well. And Greg's. So we've got all the all the, the, the bigger shops and things are coming now to Wollstone. So it's been the up and coming area for a long time. So it's about time it did. Just going back to the accountancy stuff because. April the 5th, is it? Yeah. April 5th or end of March for some people as well. But That's the tax year end, really. So anything to watch out for this year? Without keeping it dull, I'll try not to. So hopefully you've, you'd have spoken to your accountant already trying to get some tax tips in before the year end. Uh, people should be doing pension contributions, buying cars, vans, Teslas, if they can afford it, or capital equipment. I guess, buy a laptop, things like that. Just anything really to keep as much money in your pocket and out of nine HMRCs. That's our job, isn't it? To keep uh, as much money in your own pocket as possible without you breaking the law. How do you find the people of Southampton? Do they, do they come to you for accountancy advice or are they very much, right, self-assessment, I will do it myself? It's a complete mix, to be honest. We get people who've done their own, uh, their own returns uh, and then we help them out when, they, when they've messed it up and they've got to come back and... Uh, we've got to yeah get it correct. What's the biggest mistake you've seen? It would be somebody who did their own, put their figures in the wrong boxes, hadn't declared their own tax that they paid, and we turned what was a fourteen grand bill into a genuine twelve hundred quid rebate. I have always, since the age of eighteen, had an accountant. Right. Partly because I've been self-employed. Okay. But partly because tax returns are such a massive thing to get wrong, as yes. Genio pointed out. Yes. I cannot face losing half a day on hold to HMRC <laughs> trying yes. to get something sorted. So, Or having that knock at the door or that letter coming through the post, right? So if I pay, I don't know, 350 quid for someone else to do my return for yeah. me, at least I don't have to worry. And you know that it's done right. And you're never going to get one of those letters yes. saying, you owe us two grand. Yes. Because everything is all sorted. Yes, so exactly. you may think I'm being lazy. But actually, I'm trying to save myself half a day on the phone on hold and suspicious brown envelopes with bad news coming through the door. It's always just not putting your head in the sand, isn't it? I rang National Insurance a couple of weeks ago just because I wanted to check that I've been paying it and, uh, you know, being self-employed as as well. And they were like, yeah, yeah, you're up to date. You're all... Oh, phew. I don't really know how I paid it, but apparently I have, so that's good. Well, the thing is, you last thing, <laughs> the last thing you want to do is realise you haven't been when you're 65. Right. So I know people who are earning good money and they've got a great job with a company, mm. employed, P-A-Y-E, and the payroll at their company still get it wrong. Right. So that's when you end up with a, a, a letter saying, actually, you owe us two and a half grand. Yeah, yeah. Which you're not expecting. Yeah. You would expect if you were P-A-Y-E... Yeah. The, the people that are looking after it would be doing it right. But that is it's all sorted, always the right? case. So I will always, even if I ended up as a director of a multinational company next week, which is highly unlikely, but if I did, <laughs> I would always have someone else do my tax return for me. Definitely. You know what? You don't cut your own hair, do you? Do you know what I mean? Southampton's podcast, The So So Show. We must say congratulations to Florence, who was on our podcast last week. Yes, so 10-year-old Florence was taking part in the Southern Region British Gymnastics Championships at places in Eastleigh 
And I've got great news. Florence and her team took gold. Yes. Oh, man. I'm so over the moon for them. So that means they're competing nationally now for us. Yes. Yes, they will do. All that practice has come good. Well done, Florence. I know, right? You uh, haven't mentioned George the Hamster for a while. How is he? George the Hamster is good. He is lots of fun. He's super lovely. But he's lost a little bit of fur off of his back, right? Okay. So, rightly or wrongly, I did put some Savlon on it just in case. I thought that might that might help a little bit, but it hasn't made a difference. Okay. <laughs> um, I've read that it might be like a protein deficiency. So, oh, I can't even believe I'm saying this. In okay. the morning, I have made scrambled eggs for my daughter, and a hamster. <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm cooking breakfast for a hamster. And when you do curry, do you give him some rice as yeah. well? <laughs> I know that they can have eggs, so I've cooked them off anyway. He's still losing this bit of fur, right? I thought, right, okay, we're going to have to bite the bullet and ring a vet. I have never ever wrong a vet before <laughs> and it was very much like oh whole new world he gets called george hansen like, what? <laughs> like this is just crazy so i ring up and i'm like okay how does this work do i tell you his symptoms and then like you do like a phone call or something i don't know i have no idea right just email us when you can bring him in and all of that so i did all of that stuff i said well how much is a vet's appointment. It's £30 just to go and see a vet. And then I'm presuming if they need any sort of lotions or potions afterwards, that costs as well. So I said to my daughter, I said to Lois, right, I've got an appointment for George. It's £30. I said, we only paid 12 quid for him. Should we just get another one? <laughs> I mean, her face. I was only joking, mate. I love George too. I've made him eggs for breakfast. So what is the end result? Why is he losing all his food? I don't fur? know. We haven't been to the vet yet. Oh, he hasn't had his appointment. <laughs> he hasn't had his appointment. Oh, man, that's a proper hook and tease for the next episode of the podcast. How many people are going to be coming back to find out why George is going bald? None. And to find out whatever protein you've given him this week for breakfast. <laughs> I've put some stuff on on my shopping list for him. Have you not bought him one of those energy bars they sell that are like three quid a pop at the petrol station? <laughs> no, I haven't. It's all about Southampton. The So So Show. Let's find out what's happening with Visit Southampton. Light up your social life. Right, the 19th of March. I know that's coming pretty quickly. This is at Turner Sims. This is something a little bit different, actually. So, Dan... Um, he plays in Saints Brass. Right. We love them, Everybody don't we? Loves them. They're so cool. But he also has a jazz orchestra. And on Saturday, 19th of March, they will be joined by possibly the first in the UK jazz robot. Oh, now I saw this story online. How crazy is that? Does the jazz robot do jazz robot hands? Yes, must do. Yeah, and um, has a big cigar. (laughs) (laughs) And goes, nice. Yeah. (laughs) April the 1st, just skipping ahead a little bit. It's back at Marwell and it's back until September. 
Brickosaurs are back. Oh, now, wow. I lo- everybody loves going to Marwell, going to see the penguins. But when they have the Brickosaurs there and that massive great T-Rex and all the other ones that you can find around the park, um, it's just a real treat. Also in April at the Mast, they've got so many great shows and loads for kids and lots and lots for little ones. They've got the Gruffalo on. They've got Peppa Pig's Best Day Ever. And I love the name of this show. The Curse of the Ancient Custard Pie. (laughs) Just makes me want to go. It does. Also on stage, this has just been announced in May at the Mayflower. They've got the show Waitress, Waitress the Musical. Matt Willis has been announced. I've never been to see it, but I have heard so many great things about it. You know how those shows sort of come out of nowhere and and you think, why would I want to go and see a show about a waitress? But actually, it's been really well received. Excellent. Well, we look forward to seeing that on stage at the Mayflower in May. They've got some really good stuff coming up. In fact, they've just announced that Titanic the Musical is coming back in 2023 as well. Amazing. So for more ideas on stuff to do, please do check us out on socials. We are across all platforms. And if you haven't already got notifications set up on our Twitter and our Facebook, Sort that out because there is always something good to win popping up on the So So Show socials. Yes. Have a great week, Zoe. And you, Simon. And thank you for listening. You've been listening to Zoe Hanson and Simon Clark on Southampton's podcast, The So So Show. Listener.